Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Hello, 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 space, I, space, L, I, C, no, oh, yep, we already messed up, space, R, E, A, ding, you said R, E, A, ding, I knew what you meant, dude. That was a quick. That was like a shortcut. I get it. That's funny. Stop. No, good short girl. That was actually a brilliant shortcut. All right, let's do it. A series of unfortunate events by Lemony Snicket, book the thirteenth, the end. Okay. It the phrase in the dark, as you, sh- I'm sure you know, can refer to one's shadowy surrounding, but it can also refer to secrets that might one might be unaware of. Every day the sun goes down all over these secrets, and so everyone is in the dark in one way or another. If you are sunbathing in a park, for instance, but you don't know that the locked cabinet is buried 50 feet beneath your blanket, then you are in the dark, and not- you are in the dark, even though you're not actually in the dark. Air- Whereas if, oh my gosh, Whereas if you are on a midnight hike. Knowing full and well several times the ballerina are ballerinas are following close behind you, then you are not in the dark or even close, in fact, in the dark. Of course, there is it is quite possible to be in the dark in the dark, as well as to not be in the dark in the dark. But there are many secrets in the world that is likely that you're always in the dark about one thing or another, whether you're in the dark dark or in the dark not in the dark. Although the sun can go down quite quickly that you may be in the dark about being in the dark in the dark only to look around to find yourself no longer in the dark about being in the dark in the dark but in the dark nonetheless not only because of the dark but because of the ballerinas in the dark who are not in the dark about the dark but also not in the dark about the lock cabinet and then you may be in the dark about the ballerinas digging up the lock cabinet in the dark and even though you're not longer in the dark being in the dark and then so you're in fact, in the dark about being in the dark, even though you're not in the dark about being in the dark. So, you may fall into the hole that the ballerinas have dug, which is dark, in the dark, and in the park. Oh my God. So I don't love, I have to say, I know this is critiquing here, but I just don't love his style of writing. Oh my God, Mom. I'm, I'm serious, sorry. You can't be so picky. I can be so picky because I don't love it. I mean, for 13 books, that's a lot of commitment to love, to, to read something that you don't. So you can be a picky reader, but I can't be a picky eater. I never said you couldn't be a picky eater. Well, you always complain when I'm picky. Well, because I have to make you a whole new meal. Okay. The Baudelaire's, the Baudelaire orphans, of course, had been in the dark many times before they made their way in the dark over the Bray to the far side of the island which where the what I'm sorry where the 
arboretum guarded its many, many secrets. There was... There was the darkness of the movie theater where Uncle Monty had taken them to see a wonderful film called Zombies in the Snow. There were dark clouds of hurricanes, Herman as it roared across Lake Lacrimose, and the darkness of the finite forest as a train had taken the children to work at Lucky Smell's lumber mill. There were dark nights that the children spent at Proof Rock Preparatory School, participating in orphans, running exercises in the darks, climbing up to the elevator shaft of 667 Dark Avenue. There was a dark jail cell in which the children spent some time while living in the village of foul devotees and the dark trunk of Count Olaf's car, which had carried them from Heimlich Hospital to the Hinderlands, where, where the dark tents of the Caligari Carnival awaited them. There was the dark pit that they had built in the high mar- Mort Main Mountains and the dark hatch they had climbed through in order to board the Queequeg in the dark lobby of the Hotel Denouement where they thought that their dark days might be over. There were the dark eyes of Count Olaf and his associates, and the dark notebooks of the Quagmire triplets, and all of the dark passageways that the children had discovered that led the Baudelaire's, led to the Baudelaire mansion and out of the Library of Records, and up to the VFD headquarters, and to the dark, dark depths of the sea, and all the dark passages that they hadn't discovered where other people traveled with equally desperate errands. But of all, the Baudelaire orphans had been in the dark about their own sad story. They did not understand how Count Olaf had entered their lives or how he managed to remain there, hatching some scheme after scheme without anyone stopping him. They did not understand VFD even when they had joined the organization themselves or how the organization with all of its codes, errands, volunteers had failed to defeat the wicked people who seemed to triumph again and again, leaving each safe place in ruins. And they did not understand how to lose, how they could lose their parents and their home in a fire, and how this enormous injustice, this bad beginning to their sad story, was followed only by another injustice and another and another. The Butler orphans did not understand how injustice and treachery could prosper even this far away from their home and on an island in the middle of a vast sea and that happiness and innocence of happiness and innocence of that day on briny beach before mr poe brought them their dreadful news could always be so far out of reach the baudelaires were in the dark about the mystery of their own lives which is why it was such a profound shock to think that at last these mysteries might be solved the Baudelaire orphans blinked in the rising sun and gazed up at the expanse of the Ar- Arboretum and wondered if they might not be in the dark any longer. Library is another word that can mean two different things in which even a library, you cannot be safe from the confusion of its, of confusion and mystery of the world. The most common use of the library, of course, refers to a collection of books or documents, such as a library the Baudelaire's had encountered during their travels and troubles from the legal library of Justice Strauss uh, to the Hotel Denouement, which was in which was itself an enormous library. With it, return it turned out another library hidden nearby, but. The word library can also refer to a mass of knowledge or a source of learning, just as Klaus Baudelaire is something of a library with a mass of knowledge stored in his brain, or Kit Snicket, who was a source of learning for the Baudelaires as she told them about VFD and its noble errands. 
So, when I write that the Baudelaire orphans had found themselves in the largest library that they had ever seen, it is that definition of the word I am using because the Arboretum was an enormous mass of knowledge and a source of learning, even without a single scrap of paper in sight, that the items had been washed up on shore of the island over the years, could answer any questions of the Baudelaire and thousands more questions they'd never thought of. Stretched out as far as the eye could see were piles of objects, heaps and items of towers, evidence, bales of materials and clusters of details, the substance, hordes of pieces of array of articles, constellations of, de of details, galaxies of stuff and universes of things, an acclamation, an accumulation and a great, oh my gosh, aggregation a compilation, a concentration, a crowd, a herd, a flock, and a register of seemingly everything on earth. There was everything in the alphabet could hold, automobiles and alarm clocks, bandages and beads, cables and chimneys, discs and dominoes, earmuffs and emery boards, fiddles and fabrics, garrets and glassware, hangers and husks, icons and instruments, jewelry and jogging shoes, kites and kernels, levers and lawn chairs, machines and magnets, noisemakers and needles, orthodontists and ottomans, pull toys and pillars, quarters and quivers, race cars and rucksacks, saws and skulls, teaspoons and ties, urns and ukuleles, valentines and vines, wigs and wires, xeranthemums and xylorambas, <laughs> yachts and yokes, zithers and zabras, a word here which means small boats uses, usually used off of the coast of Spain and Portugal, as well as everything that could hold in the alphabet. From the cardboard box, perfect storing 26 wooden blocks, to a chalkboard perfectly for writing 26 letters, there were any numbers of things from a single motorcycle to countless chopsticks and things with every number on them, from license plates to calculators. There were objects from climate to snowshoes, to ceiling fans and and for every occasion the menorahs to soccer balls and there were things that you could use on certain occasions in certain climates such as waterproof fondue set there were inserts and outhouses overpasses and underclothes upholstery and down comforters hot plates and cold creams and cradles and coffins hopelessly destroyed somewhat damaged and slightly disrepair and brand new there were objects the Baudelaire's recognized, including a triangular, triangular picture frame and a brass lamp in the shape of a fish, and there were objects that the Baudelaire's had never seen before, including the skeleton of an elephant in glittering green mask that one might wear as a part of a dragonfly costume, and there were objects that the Baudelaire's did not know if they had seen before, such as a wooden rocking horse, a piece of rubber that looked like a fan belt. There were Items that seem to be a part of the Baudelaire story, such as a plastic replica of a crown and a broken telegraph pole, and there were items that seemed to be part of some other story, such as a carving of a blackbird and a gem that shone like an Indian moon, and all of the items and their stories were scattered across the landscape in such a way that the Baudelaire orphans thought that the Arboretum had either been organized according to principle or mysterious, a oh, principle so mysterious that it could not be discovered, or it had not been organized at all. In short, the Baudelaire orphans had found themselves in the largest library that they had ever seen, but 
they did not know where to begin their research, and the children stood in awe, silenced and surveyed the endless landscape of objects and stories, and then looked up at the largest object of all, which towered over the arboretum and covered it in, covered it in shade. It was the apple tree, with a trunk as enormous as a mansion and branches as long as a city street, with shelter with sheltered from which sheltered the library from frequent storms and offered its bitter apples to anyone who dared pick them. Words fail me, Sonny said, in a hustled whisper. Me too, Klaus agreed. I can't believe that we're I can't believe what we're seeing. The islanders told us that everything eventually washes up on these shores, but I never imagined that the arboretum would hold so many things. Violet picked up an item that lie on her feet, a pink ribbon decorated with a plastic with plastic daisies, and began to wind it around her hair. To those who hadn't been who hadn't been around Violet long, nothing would have seemed unusual, but those who knew her well knew that knew that when she tied her hair up in a ribbon to keep him out, keep from out of her eyes, it meant that the gears and levers of her inventing brain were whirling at top speed. Think of what I could build here, she said. I could build splints for Kit's feet, a boat to take us off the island, a filtration system so that we could drink fresh water. Her voice trailed off and she started up the branches of the tree. I can invent anything and everything. Klaus picked up the object at his feet, a cape made of, of scarlet silk, and held it in his hands. There must be countless secrets in a place like this, he said. Even without a book, I could investigate anything and everything. Sunny looked around her. Service a la Russe, she said, which meant something like, even with the simplest of ingredients, I could prepare an extremely elaborate meal. I don't know where to begin, Violet said, running a hand along a pile of broken white wood that looked like it had once been a part of a gazebo. We began with weapons, Klaus said grimly. That's why we're here. Erwan and Finn are waiting for us to help them munity, help them munity against Ishmael. The oldest Baudelaire shook her head. It doesn't seem right, she said. We can't use a place like this to start a schism. Maybe a schism's necessary, Klaus said. There are millions of items here that can help the colony, but thanks to Ishmael, they've been abandoned here. No one forced anyone to abandon anything, Violet said. Peer pressure, Sunny pointed out. Well, we can try a little peer pressure of our own, Violet said firmly. We've, we've defeated the worst people than Ishmael with fewer materials. But do we really want to defeat Ishmael, Klaus said. He's made his, this island his safe place, even if it's a little boring and he kept Count Olaf away, even if, even if he is a little cruel. He has feet of clay, but I'm sh he has, he has feet of clay. Not really though, okay. But I'm not sure he's the root of the problem. What's the root of the problem, Violet asked. Ink, Sunny said, with her sibling turning away to give a quizzical look. They saw the youngest Baudelaire was not answering their question, but pointing out, the incredibly, incredibly deadly viper who was slithering hurriedly away from the children with his eyes darting this way and that and his tongue, ex tongue extended to sniff the air. It appears to know where it's going, Violet said. Maybe he's been here before, Klaus said. Tail it, said Sunny, which meant let's follow the reptile and see where it heads. Without waiting to see whether her siblings agreed, she hurried after the snake and Violet and Klaus hurried after her. The Violet's path was curved and twisted as the snake itself and the Baudelaire's found themselves scrambling over all sorts of discarded items from the cardboard box soaked through the, the storm. 
that was full of something white lace and white and lacy to a painted backdrop of a sunset such as might be used in a performance of an opera the children could tell that the path had been unraveled before as the ground was covered in footprints the snake was slithering out so quickly that the bodlers could not keep up but they followed the footprints which were dusted around the edges of the of in white powder it was dried clay of course and in the moments that the children reached the end of the path following ishmael's footsteps and they arrived at the base of the apple tree just in time to see the tail of the snake disappear into the gap into a gap of the tree's roots if you've ever stood at the base of an old tree then you know that the roots are often close to the surface of earth and the curved angles of the roots can create a hollow space in the tr in the tr tree's trunk it was into this hollow space that it the incredibly deadly viper disappeared and after the tiniest of pauses it was it was into the space that the Baudelaire orphans followed wondering what secrets they would find at the root of the tree of the tree sheltered which such a mysterious place first violet then klaus and then sunny stepped down on the gap into their secret space it was dark underneath those roots of the tree and for a moment the Baudelaire's tried to adjust tried to adjust the gloom and figure out what this place was but then the middle Baudelaire remembered the flashlight and turned it on so that he and his siblings would no longer be in the dark and in the in the dark in the dark the Baudelaire orphans were standing in a space much bigger than they would have imagined and much better furnished along was a along the wall was a large stone bench lined with simple clean tools including several sharp looking razor blades a glass pot of paste and several wooden brushes with narrow fine tips next to the wall was an enormous bookcase which was stuffed with books of all shapes and sizes as well as assorted documents that were well stacked and rolled and stapled with an extreme with extreme care the shelves of the bookcase stretched away from the children past the beam of flashlights that disappeared into the darkness so that there was no way of knowing how long the bookcase was or the number of books and documents it contained opposite of the bookcase stretched an elaborate kitchen with a huge pot-bellied stove several porcelain sinks and a tall humming refrigerator as well as a square wooden table covered in appliances ranging from a blender to a fondue set over the table hung a rack and from which dangled all manner of kitchen utensils and pots, as well as sprigs of dried herbs and a variety of whole dried fish, and even a few cured meats such as salami, prosciutto, and Italian ham that the Baudelaire orphans had once enjoyed in a um, Sicilian picnic the family had attended. Nailed to the wall was an impressive spice rack filled with jars of herbs and bottles of condiments and a cupboard with glass doors through which the children could see piles of plates, bowls, and mugs. Finally, in the center of the enormous space were two large, comfortable reading chairs, one with a gigantic book on the seat, much taller than the atlas and much thicker than even an unabridged un dictionary, and the other just waiting for someone to sit down. Lastly, there was a curious device made of brass that looked like a large tube with a pair of binoculars at the bottom which rose up to the thick canopy of roots that formed the ceiling as the incredibly deadly viper hissed proudly 
The way a dog might wag his tail after performing a difficult trick, the three children stared around the room, each concentrating on the area of expertise, a phrase here which means the part of the room in which each Baudelaire would like to spend most time. Violet walked over to the brass device and peered over into the eyes of the binoculars. I can see the ocean, she said in surprise. This is an enormous periscope, much much bigger than the one in the Queequeg. It must run all over run all the way up the trunk of the tree and just out over the highest branch. But why would you want to look out at the ocean from here, Klaus said. Well, from this height, Violet explained, you can see any storm clouds that might be heading this way. This is how Ishmael predicts the weather, not by magic, but with his scientific equipment. And these tools are used to repair books, he said. Of course books wash up on the island. Everything else does eventually. But the pages and bindings of the books are often damaged in the storm that brought, by the storm that brought them. So Ishmael repairs them and shelves them here. He picked up a dark blue notebook from the bench and held it up. It's my commonplace book, he said. He must have been making sure none of the pages were wet. Sunny picked up a familiar object from the wooden table, her whisk, and held it up to her nose. Fritters, she said, with cinnamon. Ishmael walks to the Ishmael walks to the arboretum to wash for storms, read books, and cook spiced food, Violet said. Why would he pretend to be an injured facilitator who predicts the weather through magic, claims that the island has no library, and pr- prefer bland meals? Klaus walked to the reading chairs and lifted the heavy thick book. Maybe this will tell us, he said, and shone the flashlight so that his sisters could see the long somewhat wordy title printed on the cover what does it mean violet asked this title could mean anything klaus noticed that a thin piece of black cloth stuck in the books to mark someone's page and opened the book to that page the bookmark was violet's hair ribbon which was the eldest baudelaire which the eldest baudelaire grabbed as the pink ribbon with plastic daisies was not her taste i think it's a history of the island klaus said written like a diary Look, here's even the most recent entry, and it says, Yet another figure from the shadowy past washes ashore. Kit Snicket. See page 667. Convinced that the others... Convinced the others to abandon her and the Baudelaire's who have already rocked the boat far too much, I fear also managed to have Count Olaf locked in a cage. Note to self, why won't anyone call me Ish? Ishmael said that he'd never heard of Kit Snicket, Violet said, but here he writes that, sh- that she's a figure from a shadowy past. Six, six, seven, Sonny said, and Klaus nodded. Handing the flashlight to his older sister, he quickly turned the pages of the book, flipping back in the history until he reached the pages of Ishmael had mentioned. Inky has learned to lasso sheep, Klaus read, and last night's storm washed up a postcard from Kit Snicket, addressed to Olivia Caliban. Kit, of course, is the sister of... The middle Baudelaire trailed off and his sister stared at him curiously. What's wrong, Klaus? Violet asked. That entry doesn't seem particularly mysterious. It's not the entry, Klaus said, that so quiet, so quietly that Violet and Sunny could scarcely hear him. It's the handwriting. Familia, Sunny asked, as all three Baudelaire stepped as closely as they could to one another. In silence, the children gathered around the beam of the flashlight as if it were a warm campfire on the freezing night and gazed down the pages of the oddly titled book in the incredibly di- deadly vipers crawled up to perch on sunny shoulders as if it were a curious as the Baudelaire orphans to know who had written the words so long ago. Yes, Baudelaire, said a voice from the far end of the room. That is your mother's handwriting.
Dun, dun, dun.